As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Mysteries. This is our 10-minute mystery edition, a little slice of intrigue in the middle of your week. I'm your co-host, Steve Yoder, and with me is our storyteller and journalist, Paula Schleiss. Hi, everybody. So, last month, we shared the story of the Loveland Frog, a fun little piece of folklore that might have been explained by an extraordinarily large and tailless iguana. And that story reminded one of our listeners of another really cool mystery from the 19th century just 20 miles north of Loveland. And this one, a well-documented attack by a reptilian creature that so frightened local residents, they dubbed it the Crosswick Monster. Probably haven't heard of this one, have you, Steve? No, I, I really don't hear too much about this stuff. I, I didn't hear of uh, the Loveland Frog before. And That's I, crazy, because that one's big. Or the Melonheads. This one should be big. Oh, the Lemonheads. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Crosswick is a crossroads near Waynesville in Warren County. It's about halfway between Dayton and Cincinnati. No doubt, those who settled it way back in 1821 hoped it would grow into a thriving village, but now it's pretty much just a memory. There was only one road passing through it then, and still only one road passing through it now. And no way of knowing exactly how many people consider themselves to be Crosswickians. It might have completely faded into history if it weren't for this one memorable event. It even made the news reported by the Cincinnati Enquirer on May 29, 1882. Truth be told, the folks living in and around Crosswick knew something strange lived in their area. They frequently saw tracks crossing the dirt road that ran through the community tracks that didn't seem to belong to any known animals of the region. It was said that the villagers didn't try to follow the tracks in order to learn the origin of whatever had created them, out of the belief that if they didn't bother it, it wouldn't bother them. They couldn't have been more wrong. 
two boys, Ed and Joe Lynch, ages 13 and 11, decided to go fishing in the Satterthwaite's Run, a stream that passes through the south side of Crosswick. They were enjoying the spring day when they heard some rustling in the tall grass behind them. Curious as children will be, they took a step toward the sound in the reeds to see what was making the noise. They had no way of knowing they were the ones being stalked. Suddenly, a gigantic lizard on four thick legs leaped from the brush and chased after them. The thing was easily 30 feet long. From its head to the tip of its tail, it was covered with scales. It was black and white with some dull yellow spots. Its head was at least a foot long, and it whipped out at them a long forked tongue from a mouth that was deep red in its center. The terrified brothers turned and ran toward home, but the lizard easily three or four times the size of these boys and much faster, reached them quickly. It caught Ed in its mouth and pulled him to the ground. As described by the newspaper, the snake, or whatever it might be, suddenly threw out two long arms, seized the boy in its slimy embrace, simultaneously producing two more legs, each four feet long. Joe could do little else but scream as the creature dragged Ed along the edge of the stream about a hundred yards to its den, a large sycamore, 26 feet in diameter, with a large hole hollowed out at its base. Joe's blood-curdling screams reached the ears of three men, the Reverend Jacob Horn, George Peterson, and Alan Jordan. They followed the sounds of terror and came upon the scene. Little Ed looked near death, still in the creature's mouth, and almost completely pulled into the tree. This beast looked completely out of place on a frontier that had plenty of dangerous animals, but not a 30-foot-long lizard. The approach of the men was enough to frighten the creature. It unfastened its fangs and dropped the boy, then climbed farther up into its hollowed-out home out of the men's reach. The boy was their first priority. They took Ed home and sent for the nearest doctor in neighboring Waynesville. Dr. L.C. Lukens arrived to treat him. The doctor told reporters that the boy was in severe shock and had some spasms and convulsions, but otherwise only had minor cuts and bruises. Then it was time to rid the community of this would-be child killer. More than 60 residents turned out to destroy the beast, armed with axes, clubs, and hunting dogs. The group marched toward the tree and began to bang on it, expecting the creature to drop down and attempt to escape from the bottom where it had dragged the boy in. Instead, they were taken completely by surprise when the reptile leaped at them from above. There apparently was also a large hole at the top of the tree. When it hit the ground, the creature stood upright on its hind legs. The men said it was 12 to 14 feet tall when erect. It balanced itself with its tail and ran from the group on two feet, some said with the velocity of a racehorse. The vision so stunned the gathering, some of the men leaped away from the creature to let it go rather than confront it. But they soon recovered and followed in pursuit. They chased this thing for nearly a mile over a rolling landscape, jumping fences and trotting through streams. Then they watched as the creature charged headfirst into a hole on the side of one of the many hills that dotted the landscape. 
The crevice was covered with large rocks and they couldn't pursue it. But just as with the tree, there might have been another exit. Because while the men and their hunting dogs waited for hours and returned on other days waiting for the creature to emerge, it never did. And it was never seen again. As a matter of fact, before long, the Lynch family also left town never to be seen again. It was said Ed was so hounded by people seeking him to hear the story. It was the only way to escape his unwelcomed celebrity status. While everyone who saw it no doubt died thinking they had seen a true aberration. Many of them referred to it as the giant salamander. Today we have some ideas of what it might have been. Given its size, color, characteristics, and behavior, modern experts in animal physiology think good candidates include any of the four largest living lizards on the planet. The Australian Parenti, the Asian Water Monitor, the New Guinea Crocodile Monitor, or the Komodo Dragon. Clearly the one in Crosswick, if the description was accurate, might have been a record breaker. But it's not uncommon for any of those species to exceed the size of a man. The real mystery here might be its presence in Ohio. Today, there are five known kinds of lizards living in the Ohio wilds, all of them small enough to fit in your hand. I'm giving credit to a lot of this research to the Pine Barrens Institute, an online reference site that specializes in Midwest folklore. If you like these kinds of stories, you can find more at thepinebarreninstitute.com. By the way, Steve, the creek still runs through Crosswick. I can give you a good reason to go check it out. All right, give it to me. Every October, Waynesville hosts a huge sauerkraut festival. Do you like sauerkraut? I do. You should. Our family is, is huge on sauerkraut. This year, they had nearly 500 vendors and an estimated 350,000 people in attendance. Lots of sauerkraut lovers out there. Anyway, uh, yeah, I might have to give that a shot next year. Uh, Don't go flushing your little pet alligators down the toilet. You know, they get in the sauerkraut, they become human-like and... Yeah. Well, I wonder if possibly this thing had been part of some kind of traveling zoo or circus or something. These animals live in tropical and southern settings, right. not in an area that freezes over winter. Exactly. So it's crazy that it existed there. All right. Well, that's it for our midweek 10-minute mystery. We'll see you here Sunday for our next regular full-sized Ohio mystery episode. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of your week. And may all of your mysteries have happy endings. Visit Arizona. Time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.